0: Welcome back to Common Sense Fantasy Baseball. I'm Drew, and today we're gonna go negative. You know, I hate to be negative about any baseball player because they're literally better at baseball than I ever have been at anything in my life. They're in the major leagues. Not only that, some of them are, that I, I don't feel positive on for fantasy are still incredible players and very valuable to their teams. Typically, when I'm going negative on a player in fantasy, I'm mostly talking about the value. So what, where do you have to draft a guy versus what he's going to deliver for your team? So without further ado, let's get into a few of these players. And I just wanted to give the caveat that just because I don't think a guy is a good value at his draft spot doesn't mean you should never have him on your team and doesn't mean that he's not a great baseball player. So here's some very good baseball players that I think are getting drafted way too early. And I'll kind of take um, a couple of groups. So there's some players going in the fourth and fifth rounds of 15 team drafts, drafts that I think are just not uh, gonna deliver fourth and fifth round value. Um, starting with Vlad Jr. He's going 50th on average Um, and I have him, so that's a fourth round pick in a 15 team draft. And I have him more like a, uh, seventh round value. Uh, Manny Machado is another one. He's going 54th on average. And I have him more like an eighth round value and, or seventh round value. And, uh, Paul Goldschmidt is going 68th. So that's like a fifth round pick. And I have him more like an eighth round value. Now. Why? Well, I think the, the obvious thing you're trying to get from all these players is a lot of power and a reasonable to good batting average. For Vlad, you're looking for an average close to 300 and 30 home runs. For Machado and Goldie, you're hoping for 35 home runs and maybe a 280 average, maybe better. For one thing, I think that's overestimating just a little bit on all these players. So, you know, I don't think Vlad's going to hit 300. I don't think he's going to hit thirty home runs either, but if he goes twenty-five and two eighty-five, that's a different. You know, we're we're talking about a different player. Same with Machado and Goldie. Um, I think thirty-five home runs is pretty ambitious, and I think they're both a threat to hit under two seventy. So, when I look for com- comparable players they seem to be fairly easy to find much, much later. So Josh Bell is going on average 90th, and I expect him to have a better than 270 average and flirt with 35 home runs. Same with Trey Mancini, who's going 102 on average. So for almost 50 picks later, it seems like those guys are just better bets for first baseman. Mancini's also outfield eligible. And then for third base, you can go really deep with only a little more risk and look at a guy like Justin Turner who's going 159th on average or even Hunter Dozier at 168 or even J.D. Davis at 172. I think all of those guys are very good bets to maybe even outperform or similarly perform to these players that are going in the fourth and fifth round. Next kind of grouping I want to look at is only a couple of guys, and that's Jeff McNeil, who has shot all the way up to 75th on average, and Ben Intendi, who's going 105th on average. I just think both of these guys have, um, well, McNeil has just shot too far up, and Ben Intendi has not fallen enough um, because of what I think you're going to get out of these guys, now, this is, I don't know, I'm not even sure how much of a group this is because you're looking for different things. McNeil, you're looking for that 300-plus batting average, and Benintendi, you're looking for a 20-20 guy. Well, Benintendi is just not a 20-20 guy. If you look at his speed, it's his foot speed has fallen every year, and he's just not looking like he's going to even flirt with 20 stolen bases. I think Steamer has him for, 15, for 13 and I would honestly be surprised if he stole more than 10. Um, he also doesn't really have 20-plus home run power. He could, he could get to 20. I, I guess I'm penciling him in for something like 15 home runs and seven or eight stolen bases. I know that's a huge slowdown, even from the, the you know, already down numbers he had in 2019, but I just don't see it in his profile to have much power or speed. Um, also, I kind of split the difference between McNeil at 75 and Benintendi at 105 and Tim Anderson at 92 seems like a great value to me. He's not going to hit 330 or whatever again, but he very well ought to hit 280 or so, maybe maybe a lot better, maybe 290. Uh, but really, the the main thing with him is he he truly is going to flirt with that 2020 or better season. He's got decent power not a ton, uh, I, could, I couldn't see him hitting 30 home runs, but I could see him flirting with 20, and he definitely has the speed, he's he's one of the, whereas some of the guys that we've, you know, Ben Tindy for instance, is not even um, much above the 50th percentile in speed, if, if, if that, uh, Tim Anderson is in the 90 plus, plus percentile, so he's a true speedster, Let me see if i can back that up i hate to do this on the fly but i don't want to give bad information so if tim anderson is in the 88th percentile okay pretty close pretty close so he is he's got some some true burners and so he could easily steal 20 bases and certainly more if if uh, the cards break right and they want him to steal etc so again not perfect comps there for mcneil or benintendi it's just what you're paying for at pick 75 or pick 105, you're very, very unlikely to get from either of those players. For reference, last year Benintendi returned, he was the 189th best or you know, most valuable player on the player rater. Um, McNeil was number 85, so I guess he's a lot closer to where he's being drafted, but I don't think he's gonna hit you know, 320 or whatever he did again. He could but you're really paying for every bit of that and even a little more. Um, also, he hit a lot of home runs for a guy with not a ton of raw power. Uh, I think he had 22 or 23 home runs. It could happen again, but just don't, don't pay for it. One other guy, a uh, pitcher who's going earlier than I think makes a lot of sense is Aaron Nola. He is the 45th average player taken, which is the, seventh, which is the 11th starting pitcher I kind of see him more as the you know 20-something starting pitcher, and here are some guys going after Nola that I would prefer. So Corbin's going as the 14th starting pitcher, Castillo, Luis Castillo is the 15th, uh, Giolito is the 16th, and even Morton as the 19th, or Granke who's going as the 22nd, I would probably take over Nola. Granke's an interesting one because he's obviously not going to get you the strikeouts that Nola or those other guys will but he's going to almost certainly be much better for your ERA and whip. So it's just trade-offs there. Um, but I think with Nola, to take him at the 11th as, uh, starting pitcher, you're really you're paying for his absolute ceiling. Um, a couple other starting pitchers that are going in the top 10, Strasburg and Flaherty, I kind of see the same way. I feel like you're paying for those guys' absolute ceiling. Nola had a crazy good year where he probably did return top 10 starting pitcher value in 2018. And I think you're still sort of paying for that. And that's kind of a theme in this entire episode. I mean, with Machado and Goldie, you're paying for their past production. And I just don't think they're living up to that anymore. Machado is more, you know, sort of uh, glimmers of hope. Goldie, it was production that has trailed off now that he's getting older. With McNeil and Vlad and Benintendi, it's sort of hope of of what they're becoming or will become. Um, And I think it's just a little overblown. So just try not to pay for that hope and look at alternatives that are going later that could and, and very likely will end up being just as good. So that's That's basically all I wanted to say. And again, I hate being negative because there's certainly a lot of reasons to like all of the players that I've mentioned in this episode. It's just a matter of value and and trade-offs and other players that are just as good or maybe better that you can get later. One last note, uh, completely unrelated. I, I saw that Will Smith was signed by the Braves. Which I think is great for the Braves. I think they got a great deal. I think it's something like 13 million a year for three years, and of course that's even less than a qualifying offer per year. But you know, obviously, when you're talking about that kind of money, it's nice to have the the certainty of getting uh, a contract that'll be, I guess, for him worth 40 million dollars or so. Um, so I think that's a great great deal for him, great deal for the Braves. Um, but unfortunately. I think we've now gone from 14 or you know 15 closer situations I feel good about to, to now 14, because I was penciling Smith in to return to the um, Giants for that qualifying offer. And since he's not doing that, I don't know who the closer is gonna be at the Giants. It's a real mess. Um, also, it doesn't really clear up the situation at the Braves because they've said they're gonna keep Melanson as the closer. Well, I just think Will Smith is so much better that he's probably going to take over that job at some point if not right away or worse they could share it in some sort of weird committee so um just kind of keep that in mind as you're drafting in these early drafts i i feel like i'd steer clear of that situation if you've already got shares of smith i feel like they'll return some value if you've already got shares of melanson i feel like they'll return some value but i want a guy who is the closer going into the season at least and so i'd take you know Even Colomay or Neris or somebody like that, Hansel Robles, that I think is is probably going to keep the job that they had last year uh, rather than a murky situation. So down to 14 that I really feel good about. But the good news is you can still get them in the early teens rounds because closers have not really been pushed up yet that I've seen. So that's the HAPs. That's the update as I see it. So thanks for listening. Hit me up on Twitter at CommonSenseFBB. And as always, stay classy, Planet Baseball.